0: and he's streaking down the near sideline, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20, he's gonna go, a pick six for the Maniac.
1: Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson, that's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick, and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby, the horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host Cody Felger, joining me your other co-host Derek Larger, and we wanted to do dedicate this episode to doing more Q and A's for you guys. Um, a couple a couple weeks ago, we did some Q and A's just around all stuff Indianapolis Colts. We had an overwhelming response; it was truly amazing. Thank you for everybody who sent in your questions. Hopefully, we answered them all. We may have missed some, but We wanted to do that again because the NFL draft is very, very close. We wanted to do a draft-centered Q&A. And so this is kind of how this will work. I'll read the question off. I think we have about 11 questions. So I'll read the question off. Derek will give his response. I'll give my insight, and then we'll keep going and plow our way through all these questions. So I will start here on uh, YouTube where I posted something on the channel and posted that question about about the draft. And the first guy we have here is one of our subscribers, Anthony Beverly. He asks, do you think the Colts will focus on offense this year to surround Phillip Rivers with more weapons? I'm assuming he's talking specifically about the draft.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I would definitely think that the majority of this draft is going to be spent towards the offense because the majority of your issues that you have on the team right now is your receivers you lack offensive line depth and uncertainty at the running back position when it comes to marlon Mack's future and obviously a quarterback situation because you know even then with philip rivers being there you still need an answer for future so it does make total sense to me that the colts will double down on a couple different positions on the offense versus going defense because you know ballard has spent his last three drafts dealing with a lot more defensive players and that's certainly helping out right now but it certainly helps to um, get some more offensive guys this year to help philip rivers progress the way they wanted to
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think specifically for this year i would say yes i would echo that i think the colts will focus a lot on surrounding Phillip Rivers with more weapons at the wide receiver position and even at the tight end position, getting him a receiving threat tight end more so. Uh, because, yeah, you know you, you mentioned it last year. You basically went all defense outside of Paris Campbell. And then this year in free agency, you pretty much addressed the entire defense except for Roosevelt, Nix, and Phillip Rivers. Other than that, you didn't address any of the skill positions at the wide receiver or tight end position or running back. So I would say absolutely, yes, the Colts will focus on surrounding Philip Rivers with more weapons this year in the draft. Next question here from Indy317. Just got done listening to 1070 today and really like the idea of Mims slash at 34, then going Chase Claypool at 44. What are your What are your guys' thoughts?
0: Okay, so I need you to remind me of what that was. You said Mims, Rieger at 34, and, and then Claypool, Claypool at 44. Claypool of 44. 44. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I, I like all three of those guys. I think you could get any of those three and they immediately help our offense in different ways. Um, it's just ultimately, which do you prefer? And, and honestly, I don't see Ballard going with a, with a double down on wide receiver in the second round. I honestly do believe that one of those second round picks ballard is going to trade away it might even be the third 34th so that way we can get like maybe two sec three second rounders instead of just two to get more wider potential for two wide receivers and another uh offensive position or corner in the second round um but th- the thoughts of those receivers um i definitely enjoy those they definitely makes sense all three of them fit the colt system and what they're trying to do but i mean again i just don't think they're going to go double dipping and wide receiver in the second round but i do like all three of those guys
1: same yeah i think simply because of how deep this wide receivers class is you can afford to not double dip in the second round you can go back get a guy in the fourth or fifth round who could be a good player a good starter for you down the road just because of how deep this wide receiver class is It's not like wide receivers you only need, right? You mentioned cornerback, backup offensive line, maybe even you add another pass rusher on the edge, or maybe you want to beef up that interior. There's a lot of ways that you could go to potentially, you know, and even if you trade back, get another second round pick, just continue to acquire picks and acquire talent. I mean, I would not be opposed to it. I could definitely see Bellard doing something like that. But yeah, probably not going to say double down on two receivers you know, round you know, pick 34, pick 44, probably don't see that happening, but you know, overall, like you said, I like all of these guys. I like Mims a lot. I like Rieger a lot. Uh, I like Chase Claypool for obvious reasons. Uh, And then, yeah, so I I would agree with you there, Derek, probably not double down, but I definitely like all those wide receivers and what they could bring. Uh, Okay. So next one from Marilyn Farrell. She says, I think the Colts with their first second rounder, take a receiver with their second second round pick Take a quarterback because Phillips only on a one year deal. With that being said, should they take someone like Jacob Eason or Jalen Hurts if he slips?
0: Jacob Eason, all the way. Um, I, I am more of a guy that wants. I've now just gone back and looked at Jacob Eason more, and Jacob Eason just fits that mold of what Frank Wright can ultimately develop him into. He's got the arm. Uh, he's got the intangibles for sure, and he can move if he has to. Um, 34 at uh, wide receiver certainly helps. And I, I do think that, yeah, if you if, if Jacob Eason does fall to 44, uh wouldn't surprise me if Ballard does decide to pull the trigger on Jacob Eason if they think he falls that far. Um, I wouldn't mind that idea. Um, I don't necessarily think they will. But it is always possibility, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I do like. It's kind of like torn for me. I think it really depends how the how the board falls. You know, if one of those guys, Mims Rieger, is there at thirty four, I think you should take him. But also, you know, if some of those guys are off the board, they go the late first round. Then I think you could potentially trade back, and I think that that's something we've talked about. Maybe you you get another second-round pick or even a third-round pick, and then maybe you could look at the, addressing the quarterback position there. Um, I do think you need to at least get a couple receivers in this draft. Um, I think you should probably try to address one, get the, get one of the more talented ones in the second round somewhere. But, yeah, overall, I, I think that this could be the year, especially if the Colts acquire more picks, that they take a chance, um, maybe on a uh, third-round quarterback. I'm more of the belief probably fourth or fifth round. But, you know, if one of those guys slips and the Colts are really in love with one of these quarterbacks, I would not be surprised if they were to take one of those guys, especially Eason. I think he's a guy that you mentioned. He didn't have great, great college stats, but he's a guy that has those physical tools that you would be looking for um, and that, you know, elite quarterbacks have in the NFL. And so, yeah, I agree with you there, Derek. All right, next one from Michael Hurst. He says, will the Colts wait until 75 to fill – receiver if a top o-tackle offensive tackle or edge players are available at 34 slash 44 also potential trade late picks to move up for next neck for picks next year so he means he's talking about less overall picks but banking on guys that they have more confidence in versus trading 34 for another second and maybe a ne- an extra third or second next year so we can start with the first part what would you say, Derek, if one of those top offensive tackles, we've talked about them, top edge player, somehow slips and falls to 34? Could you see Ballard doing that? Do you think the Colts would, would wait for a wide receiver in that case?
0: Yes, I totally believe that they would. Uh, Chris Ballard, just from his comments that he made earlier this week, that you know, he you have to uh think long term when it comes to these to these guys that you're drafting. And obviously if a top tackle that they really like is still available at 34, then that would not surprise me at all if they decided to go with 34 a tackle and then 44 75 decide to address wide receiver.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um there, I could definitely see that happening, especially like I mentioned, this draft is very deep with wide receivers. So Ballard always talks about even with the you know with the quarterback when he was asked about it, he said you take the best player available. You can't ever force a pick, and so I don't think he will. If one of those guys, and if he's one of the top guys on their board, an offensive tackle, or edge player, I could totally see it happening. That's just such a Chris Ballard move, isn't it? Um, and then also the second part of his question: Would you? So basically, what he's asking is: Would you prefer? trading some of the other picks to move up and get guys that you feel like could right away help you out, you know, get more potential talented and refined players as opposed to moving back and acquiring just more picks in general. Where do you kind of stand here, Derek?
0: Do I believe that Chris Ballard will do that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Will Chris Ballard move from forward with some of those later round picks to try and move up with somebody Do not believe that at all. We've already got the lowest amount of draft picks in a draft class of Chris Ballard's short tenure here, and he's already been talking about how I want more draft picks. That's why he's been dealing with the options of Quincy Wilson or Jacoby Brissett and possibly Malik Hooker. He wants more draft picks, so he's not going to trade away two or three of them to get a higher draft pick um that's just not chris ballard's style and you know if, I, I just don't see it i just don't see it in my personal opinion
1: mhm i could totally see chris ballard though trading down and getting even another second round pick so it seems like every year the colts have multiple second round picks that would be such a ballard thing he's been doing it for years now 2018 2019 the colts had and now 2020 the Colts have had multiple second-round picks. Now they'll be the third year in a row if they do stay in the second round. I could totally see him doing that or even you know bringing in another – getting another second-round pick if you trade down from 34. It's kind of what he did last year with that you know, moving out of the first round, moving into the early second round, taking yes. Rakia Sen and getting another yeah, second round I pick. I
0: absolutely believe that yeah, could be could a thing totally because, be. because Ballard Ballard has made a living off of getting guys in the second round. I mean, you think a lot of the guys that we've gotten uh, on this defense right now that have been second-round guys, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like a Chris Ballard move to trade back from the 34 to get even more of them in the second round.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy? Like, the Colts, with their defense, they haven't had a guy – I guess you could maybe count DeForest Buckner in there, but guys that have, like – are the impact player on the players on the Colts' defense – they're not first-round picks. Like Darius Leonard, second-round pick. We think Kamoko Turi could potentially show you something. He's a second-round pick. Uh, you know, you, you even look at Bobby O'Kariki, fourth-round pick. Anthony Walker, fifth-round pick. Oh, Bobby Okereke is the third rounder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want to get that wrong. Oh yeah, but um, oh, but
0: you know, I mean, the only guy on that defense that you can really talk about that was drafted within the last four years, and it wasn't even Ballard. I, was it Ballard's pick? I don't think, I'm not sure, but it was Malik Hooker. I mean, Malik Hooker yeah, is the only one year. in that first round. That first round, that was the 15, you know, that's that, that's the only one that's been a first rounder that's really been around for a while. So, I mean, you look at everybody else, they're second or later. I mean, it's crazy to think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, next one here. We actually have two from Skyler and Kirsten. So I'm just going to count it like Skyler asks one question and then Kirsten asks the next question. So uh, the first one here is, what do you guys think of trading down a few spots this year, getting more draft capital next year, the way we can bundle picks next year and potentially move up and get a quarterback if needed?
0: Well, I don't know about it. We're not in a position to acquire draft capital next year with second rounders that's not going to happen um i already mentioned about the possibility of trading back and I, i would appreciate that and possibly getting a quarterback if the right one's there at 44 or later that they want so i've already answered that one pretty clearly
1: yeah yeah that one was pretty much we already had kind of addressed it earlier in the podcast um the next one from them if we draft a tight end in the late round late second round what do you guys think of moss so thaddeus moss of lsu
0: not early and not late second not late second i would go late mm-hmm. third or even possibly fourth because um the, the tight end class is not going to get addressed by most people until at least mid or late second round and And Thaddeus Moss, by most people's standards, is not even the third best tight end out there. So you have to think about the fact that, you know, there's Cole Komet, there's Bryson Hopkins and some others out there. I don't personally believe that Thaddeus Moss is a guy that you should stretch that second round for. Third round? Sure, if you like that. But not not second. No way.
1: No, yeah. Yeah, and, and also Adam Troutman, a guy that I like a lot. Um yep. yeah, I would probably honestly say fourth round for Thaddeus Moss. I mean, especially where the Colts are. I think you can get some probably better refined tight ends uh in the third round to 75 before Thaddeus Moss, but that's just my take on it. Um okay, now switching over to Twitter. We had a few questions here. Um and I'll start here with um with it, oh, at D Browning nice. 34. And he asks, how likely is it that Brissett will be traded on draft night?
0: How likely? Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't I don't know because ultimately it's just a matter of perspective. Um, does Ballard decide to, you know, try to give him up for something small? Because ultimately, here's the issue. I don't necessarily think that. Jacoby Brissett was so bad to the point where not anybody's really trying to get him. I also think that Ballard, you know, doesn't want to give him up for cheap. I don't think he wants to give him up for cheap because he's trying to get him for something, you know, a third, fourth rounder. I just don't know if anyone's wanting to give up that. That's the issue. I mean, it's the issue of we're trying to get rid of him, but we're trying to get rid of him at our price. Here's the issue. You can't always do that. So And who knows if they've actually lost complete confidence in Jacoby Brissett going forward. So here's the thing. We'll find out by day one and the beginning of day two if they've lost uh, faith in Jacoby Brissett going forward. We're going to find that out in the first day or the uh, early second day. Uh, After that, there's a possibility.
1: Yeah, I would not say first night. I mean, I wouldn't say draft night. I would honestly probably say if anything, later on in the draft or even after the draft. That's probably what I would say. If Jacoby Brissett indeed does get traded, it would probably be, you know, either probably day three is where I'm I'm looking at if that would happen. Just because I you know, I don't think you're gonna get a ton for Jacoby Brissett. I don't think you're gonna get nothing for him. But I think maybe you could get, you know, one of those mid to late round picks for Jacoby Brissette, maybe depending on how a quarterback needy a team is. And it also all depends on do you draft a quarterback in the draft this year? That will ultimately determine, I think, if it could be resets on the roster. And maybe it won't. Maybe they'll go roll with three quarterbacks this year. But, yeah, I agree with you there. Probably not on day one or day two. All right, next question from Tom at Worldwide Colts. He says, "What do you think the Colts? who do you think the Colts should draft at 34? Now, who was your projected guy, Derek, in your mock draft? We'll just go off of that.
0: The second uh, one that I mentioned was uh, Jalen Rieger uh, from TCU, wide receiver. That was who I had.
1: Yeah, I think I had Denzel Mims. I can't remember who I had, but I'll go with Denzel Mims. Uh, I I like him a lot. So we're both going wide receiver. For me, I like Rieger a lot. I think he's a guy that definitely has that potential uh, to be an electric receiver in this league. But I like Mims simply because I like his size a little bit more than Rieger, and that's probably the biggest thing. And just kind of with Philip Rivers history. That's probably who I would say there at 34. Um, okay, Troy asked, Colts are looking to draft, same question. Uh okay. He's okay. This one from Nick. He says, which wide receiver do you think is the best fit? Maybe not necessarily need, but fit for the Colts.
0: Um, I think. When you're, when you're looking at potential fits here, and we're just kind of looking at realistic wide receivers here, um, you look at guys like Chase Claypool or Michael Pittman. Uh, those are two guys that make total sense to me, that fit the mold of what the Colts really could use in a receiver for Phillip Rivers. Bigger bodied, athletic guys that can go up and get it and can still outrun you. Uh, those two just seem to me like the best mold wide receiver for this offensive scheme.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned Michael Pittman. Um, I didn't know a lot about him until I started doing some research. Apparently this guy like has like the, the lowest drop rate of anybody in this draft. He's a guy that catches balls and doesn't drop a lot, which I think is really attractive, especially coming from a Colts perspective where you've had a history of guys who have struggled to get open, guys who have struggled to make catches. Uh, I think that could potentially be a good fit there for sure. Uh, yeah, Just some guys that, you know, you mentioned that the, the uh, Johnson out of Minnesota, wide receiver, a guy who just makes contested catches. I think you just need guys like that. Guys who can, you can, who are just kind of guys you can throw the ball up to and they can go and get it. That's, I think the best fit for the Colts there at the wide receiver position. Well,
0: and here's the thing too. I saw a comment under this. um we we're talk I can't remember which video it was over, but so I think we we're talking about uh wide receivers and your mock draft, or it might have been over the wide receiver draft uh prospect video that we did. Somebody asked the question of or told us that you know you I hear you guys say, Philip rivers likes to throw the ball up to big bodied wide receivers. I hear Philip rivers likes to take chances and uh, throw 50, 50 balls. I mean, here's the thing. Yes, that's true. But the majority of balls that you're throwing 40, 50 yards down the field are 50, 50 balls. I mean, not every time is a wide receiver going to be open. That's why it's always really nice to have a bigger bodied wide receiver that when they're tight coverage like that they can go up and get it they have the advantage i mean that's there's nothing wrong with a quarterback saying oh i got the six five i got the six four six five wide receiver here versus a six foot corner the guy's got about six inch longer arms i mean why why would that not make sense
1: Mm -hmm. yeah agreed yeah um, OK, so our last question here, I want to say this one for last because I really like this question a lot. It made me do some research. So shout out to Scott Johnson. He asks, who has been Rivers offensive coordinator the last few years? And what is the difference between the two offensive schemes? And so I looked at the current offensive coordinator, he's Shane Steichen. He was a guy that's in, that was an in interim last year because the offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhut, he got fired. So he's it looks like he's gonna be the offensive coordinator in 2020. But a little bit more on on Ken Wizenhut, uh, he's a guy that he was actually with the Chargers twice. He was there um twenty thirteen, he got a job with the Titans in twenty fourteen, got fired um in twenty fifteen, and rejoined the Chargers in twenty sixteen for his second stint. Um, and he's a guy that had been the been there and got fired 2019 so he was there for the last three years with Philip Rivers and then he had some history in, in 2013 um, but you know the, the Chargers offense last year was just not good and <laughs> he got fired for obvious reasons but I was looking a little bit about him um, a little bit more about like who is Ken Wisenhut you know what is what is his offensive scheme kind of bring um, a lot of things about Ken Wisenhut in his offense, I found a lot of similarities with Frank Reich's offense um, and his kind of scheme. Uh, he's a guy that often, you know, tries to do the short passing game, which I think Frank Reich loves to do. Uh, he, you know, you compare it to if you if you look at an offensive scheme, more of a West Coast type of offense. Uh, you know, he's just a he's a guy that all, all likes to use five receiving options, uh, which is the max you can have out there. Um, he's the guy that likes to, yeah, just kind of the West Coast style of offense is kind of what Ken Wisenhut likes to run, um, kind of similar to Frank Reich in some ways. Derek, what are there anything else you can take here from from Ken Wisenhut and and kind of what the difference and similarities are between him and Frank Reich? Because they were together in San Diego for a while.
0: Yeah, I think you hit it pretty well on the head there. Um, obviously, Frank Reich uh, just isn't um, using the running backs as much. We want to continue to try to do that especially this year with Naheem Hines and having Philip Rivers, a guy that likes to use that. But I think you hit it pretty well there with everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think then that, that does everything. That, that covers all the questions for this podcast. A little bit shorter one with the questions, but we still had 11 questions. So thank you guys for sending those in. We might do one after the draft, a post-draft Q&A. Uh, and kind of get our takes on some of the draft selections that the Colts make here in the 2020 draft. But well, we wanted to post this one and get this one up for you guys right before the draft, kind of get you guys primed for this year's Colts draft. The Colts don't have a first round pick, obviously, but they have a lot more picks in the mid round. So it'll be a, a definitely a fun time to watch the Colts. I hope you all are able to tune in and watch uh, the second and second through seventh round. And heck, even if the Colts don't have a first round pick, it's always entertaining to watch that first round and see, you know, how does that impact the Colts? I often look at the AFC as, and more specifically the AFC South. What are they doing? How does that impact the Colts? And uh, I would encourage you guys, if you don't have anything better to do on Thursday night, tune into the NFL draft. Cause what do you, what else are you going to do? Right? There's no sports on. So Yeah, for Derek and myself, thank you guys for listening, as always. And as always, go Colts.